The Boilermakers and the Hoosiers will battle for the bucket on Saturday following Purdue's injury-riddled loss at Northwestern last weekend. Let's break it all down on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters here, Tom Deanhart as well. Tom in a moment, but first this. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. Tom, the Boilermakers move on to Bucket Week, looking for a victory against Indiana a couple days after Thanksgiving to wrap up this season. Tough one uh, last weekend against Northwestern, to say the least, Purdue. Very banged up here late in the season. Two more injuries uh, to Hudson Card and Nick Scorton. Arguably the, if not the best players on both sides of the ball, certainly two of the most influential players, I think, on offense and defense uh, for the Boilermakers. And, man, it was just uh, it was too much to overcome uh, in a loss to the Wildcats. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, defense played well for the most part. Ryan Walters doesn't always necessarily agree with that notion. You know, they gave up some big plays, a, a 34-yard touchdown run where the guy was untouched through the line, a, a big touchdown pass, about 52-yarder. So those big plays are still sort of a bugaboo of this defense. But if you look at the stats, Kyle, we know stats can lie to us, right? But, you know, Purdue won the stat war, if you will, outgained Northwestern. And, and again, play, played relatively well. We only had 99 yards rushing. The Northwestern quarterback, you know, uh, completed just a little over half his passes for under 300 yards. But again, you know, the Purdue offense couldn't really get torqued up because obviously the absence of Carter was a big one. Um, you know, they decided to rotate quarterbacks every series, Kyle. Bennett and Meredith got the first series and they went to Ryan Brown. Back and forth they went. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I kind of thought at one point they needed to make a decision. Need, I think you needed to pick one guy and let him try to get some rhythm going. Maybe do that at halftime and come out, and this is our guy. Maybe that one guy played the first quarter, one guy played the second quarter, then decide. But I just think neither guy could really get any mojo going with that with that rotation there. But it was interesting to know, Kyle, at the very end of the game, Ryan Brown had a, had a series, and then Purdue got the ball back, and they sent him back out with the last drive. So yeah, there you yeah. go. I guess Brown was their guy all along. But, again, I would like to have seen him maybe just, just, just pick one guy sooner rather than – continue that rotation for, for the entire game, basically. And maybe that was the intent, and maybe they didn't feel like either guy had really grabbed a hold of it, though it did that was seem it. like. Yeah, that was, that was, that was exactly it. That, that's what Ryan said after the game. Yeah. Nobody really said that. But honestly, Kyle, I tweeted at halftime. I think most people tweeted, even at halftime, Kyle, mine trained eye, I think Brown was the better quarterback. Yeah. It did seem like he gave uh, Purdue a little bit something different. I mean, he was able to, to run at the very least. Uh, maybe they didn't ask him to do too much in the passing game, at least until that last last drive. I mean, you know, perhaps – I mean, he's just a true freshman, so perhaps uh, some upside there, at least for him. I think he's a little bit older. He went to a prep school, so he's uh, had a post-grad year. I think he's almost 20 years old. Uh, a mature kid, too. Uh, he went down to Florida by himself in high school to live just to play football. Kind of shows you how badly this guy wants it. He wanted that competition, left the state of Michigan to go down to Florida, even switch schools in Florida. So, yeah, he's a bigger guy. He, he, you know, we saw him run, and uh, he's not afraid to stick 
stick his nose in there. Thought he had a touchdown run at one point, but they called him down just shy of the goal line. And um, yeah, 21 rushes, Kyle. A lot, a lot of runs. And again, the passing, I think he had over 100 yards passing, but I guess I would like to have seen him throw a little bit more. You know, pregame, Ryan Walters said one of the things he does well is throw the ball again. It would have been nice to have seen him throw it a little bit more than they did. Kyle, they just could get no big plays going. You, you can run the ball well between the 30s, but man, at some point you're going to have to hit some big passes. And, and you know, neither quarterback showed any mocks your ability to really hit passes downfield. It's early in the week, but the outcome on Saturday is going to be determined a lot by who Purdue has available uh, against the Hoosiers. What do we know about some of these guys, Hudson Card, Nick Scorton, anyone else who might be a borderline out there for, for Purdue? But those are the two big names, obviously. Yeah. Any feel here early in the week? whether yeah, either think, of them might be able to go? Yeah, I was kind of led to think that the, the Hudson card injury, which I believe is a rib, it's not long-term. And and I'm kind of – the way I way I read the situation, is I, and there's maybe a good chance that he plays Saturday. So he, we'll be keeping that on our radar. And, uh, again, um, I think there's a chance he, he's, he's going to suit up. Nick Scorton, I'm really not sure. Pretty sure he did suffer a concussion in practice last week. That was his issue. Not sure where he's at in the protocol, but you would think uh, he would be cleared by the time we get to Saturday. So I got to think Purdue's hopeful both those guys will play. Offensive line, Kyle, the shuffle continues, right? You know, uh, three tackles were listed as questionable going into the game. You know, Daniel Johnson, you know, Muhammad Musa, and then Ben Farrell. Ben Farrell tried to play. They're all suited up, Kyle. Ben Farrell tried, tried to play in warm-ups, couldn't go. Mohamed Musa was supposed to be just used on an emergency basis, but they he wanted to try to give it a go, and he gutted it out and gave them some snaps. I think he struggled, though, up front. And Daniel Johnson was able to go. So, again, even despite that shuffle, that inconsistency, uh, they ran for over 300 yards for the second game in a row, 353 against Minnesota, 303 last week. So when was the last time Kyle Purdue ran for 300 yards in back-to-back Big Ten games? God. I have no idea. <laughs> That's, feels like it's got to be forever, if ever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a positive. It's not like we're totally devoid here of, of positives, right? Uh, sure, yeah. They're, 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 you know, the defense, um, the running game. But, man, it's just hard to win when you're not getting, you know, consistent quarterback play, which Purdue just did not have enough of uh, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that hurt him, and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more Ryan Brown. I think he may they may have something there. Maybe he can at least develop into a nice number two quarterback, an emergency starter. Maybe I'm underestimating him. Uh, again, just a true freshman. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, you got to have that quarterback who can make some plays for you down the field. Uh, the wide receiving core was basically a non-factor because of the quarterbacks mostly. Yeah, and um, they threw the ball to the running backs. You know, Maka being Tyrone Tracy. Thank God for Devin Maka being Tyrone Tracy, right? Uh, boy, um, they really carried the ball this year a lot, and and just carried a big load. And um, very late in the game, Kyle Tyrone Tracy went down with what looked like a back injury. So that's something we'll have to be mindful of this week as we head to Saturday. His availability will be okay. So you'd hate to lose a guy like number three who had a. Had some big plays on Saturday and just been has been a real revelation running back this year. Certainly, many want to see Purdue uh, get victories here late in the season. You do have to put it in context a little bit too. I mean, man, 
So Purdue is down essentially five starters on offense. If you include Max Clare as a starter, uh, and and with Hudson Card being out this last game, your your offensive tackles, a receiver, uh, it's that's significant. And then yeah. you know two of your better guys on defense as well for a team that did not have a lot of depth, just really difficult to overcome. Yeah, you're right. Musa, I mean, sorry, Bo's out. Yeah, Bo was out. He's been out for a while since the Iowa game, and he talked about Card being out. Florida Atlantic wide receiver Max Clare, the limited. Usage of, of Musa of late as well. He's trying to gut it out and play. And uh, backup offensive lineman Luke Griffin's out for the year. So you're right. Uh, but, you know, Kyle, everybody's got some sad story they can tell you, right? Yeah. Uh, there's that quote from from Ron Meyer, the old SMU coach. He'd say, um, don't tell me about the labor. Just show me the baby. Uh, he didn't want to hear about what <laughs> you're dealing with. Just, just produce. Just show me the baby, right? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, again, Purdue certainly had its challenges from an injury standpoint, and the depth has been tested, like you alluded to. Not much depth to be tested to begin with. So for programs like Purdue, that this attrition really, really is impactful. This will be the first bucket game on Saturday. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Since is it 2014, where neither team has six wins or has a chance to get to six wins? Maybe you're right. Uh, I haven't looked that up, but I know Jeff Brom had two or three in a row where they were playing for bowl eligibility, right? Yeah. And I think he won every one of those matchups. He only lost one game to IU that was over here in like triple overtime in 2019. Um, when he was a running back from Avon High School to transfer to Purdue for five minutes, had a Samson James had Samson a big James. game, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, this, this is this is an old gold fashioned. You know, midnight or what? Late nineteen eighties, three and eight versus three and eight. IE Purdue game. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, only for the true fans on Saturday, my friend. High noon, you're going to sacrifice watching Michigan Ohio State to come watch the battle for the bucket. And this is a win, obviously, both coach and program would love to have to sort of put a sad one. Would have been what's been kind of disappointing seasons for both programs. Yeah, hopefully the fans will turn out. It's going to be cooler on Saturday, but man, attendance was really good for that Minnesota game, uh, which you know for a team that's sub five hundred is is good to see that the fans still still turning out. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more football with Tom. We'll do that coming up next. This is Golden Black Radio on the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette. You'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you are doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. At Purdue Federal Credit Union. 
It's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Tom, uh, not only the game on Saturday, but there are some other big dates coming up uh, for Purdue. The portal opens on December 4th. It'll be a big uh, season, off-season for for finding some veteran players to come help uh, in various spots. Early signing day is December 20th. That's a big date out there uh, as well. I mean, this is sort of an open-ended question where you can you can probably just answer with every position. Um, but the portal <laughs> needs will be significant uh, for Purdue this offseason. Where do they need help? Yeah, I think they had about, what, 15 to 20 they signed last year out of the portal. I think the top two um, areas, offensive line, without a doubt, is A, number one. And they're already hitting the G- JC ranks hard for offensive linemen now, too, Kyle. They've got several offers out. Need a lot of help up front on offense and wide receiver. I think they need a couple of difference makers there, be them JCs or wide re- or, uh, or or portal guys, too. Um, I think maybe you could see a portal running back. If you really look at that position, who's going to be left next year? I think you probably need a veteran back to add to Devin Mockaby. Tracy will be gone. And then I think um, maybe somebody off the edge on defense. And for sure, Kyle, I think. I think that in the inside linebacker spot, I think they really need some difference makers to play that inside linebacker spot. Uh, so yeah. in my mind, and you know what, one, one last spot possibly if they could get one, maybe a kicker. Uh, they got the freshman coming in from, from Brownsburg, Spencer Porath. He's a big time recruit, but my gosh, I guess Freehill could be back too, but uh, I don't know. You know, Julio Macias, will he stay? Will he transfer? I don't know that that, that position has been a mess all year. And um I think they should have gotten a portal kicker last year. I think that was a mistake. And I'll be interested to see how, how they handle that spot, if they do want to try to get a portal portal kicker this year or not. And then, of course, you know, you have signing day, uh, what, basically a month, month from today. Uh, it's sort of babysitting time. That's how I always consider, you know, you get the commitment, you have to babysit these guys uh, <laughs> till, till signing day. I mean, that's the big key here, right? Uh, you know, some some players want to see results on the field. I think Purdue just has to convince guys that, you know, it has this thing going in the right direction and, and you know, it still needs their help. I, I just can't imagine some kid's going to make a decision based on a couple of Saturday outcomes for a school. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe some guys do. If they do, God bless them. Those are the kind of guys you don't want, I guess. You hope they see the bigger picture here, right? And they're not living on the edge with every Saturday win or, win or loss, you know. Yeah. Um, the coaches, like you said, they have to babysit, probably have to keep selling these guys. Yeah, Kyle, there probably will be some guys jumping off the ship. That always happens. They just had a kid about a week ago from Texas, Jalen Jones, an outside linebacker, decommit. Um, but, again, you, you've done this a long time. You did it for a long time. You know how it works, like I said. Wouldn't be a shock if a couple more guys magically decommit maybe in December. And I'm sure Purdue expects it, and uh, they may have to go out and and, and get some other uh, some bodies to replace those guys, or just bank and use them in the portal. So yeah. it's always a, an active of juggling balls for these staffs here as we get toward December and signing day. All right, thanks, Tom. Have a good holiday week. 
You too, my, my friend. Be good, buddy. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show for Tom Deanhart. I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.